The following program is sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Home Street Bank Home Mortgage. Welcome to Open House with Team Reba. Each week, Team Reba will be bringing you a roundup of real estate and mortgage news, along with information about the local Puget Sound region, highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews, so you can feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest. Welcome once again to Open House with Team Reba. I am Reba Hass of Team Reba Remax Metro East Side, And I'm Eric Austin's from Home Street Bank Home Mortgage. Yes, you are. And we're sitting here trying to figure out. I got Jen over here in the corner, Jen Miyamoto, one of our assistants, who's uh, trying to sort out. We're eventually going to be bringing this radio show to Facebook Live. Oh, boy. That's scary. Yeah. We're going to go multimedia. What do they say? I have a face for radio. That's true. You do. Yeah. You do. (laughs) You didn't have to... Jump on that quite as fast as you did. I know. Well, as apparently it's Tease Eric Day. I've been doing it since we walked in the studio. Apparently so. so. I'll be nice. Well, it's nice outside, so it's got me feeling kind of frisky. It's nice weather out. There you go. Well, that's good. That's good. And uh, speaking of sunshine outside. Oh, I thought you were going to say feeling frisky. uh, I I was going to go there, but... Then I was going to introduce our guest, and I don't know if that was appropriate or not. But, um, <laughs> what a way to intro. What a segue. Right. So I love to, it. Today we have, we have Michael Murrow with us again. Welcome again, Michael. Thank Michael, you. Michael yes. is our resident uh, garden landscape designer, and, mm-hmm. uh, and he's going to give us some excellent input on, on some things this time of year, right? Hope. Oh, absolutely. Good, yes. good, good. I'm happy to be here on this nice sunny day. Yeah, I know. It's about so twenty good. degrees warmer than yesterday. Oh, I know. Yesterday was uh, mighty, mighty chilly. But about fifty degrees colder than the last time you were on the show. I think we <laughs> were talking about drought tolerant pants at that time. I mean, plants. Pants. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you had your high waters on. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Got it. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Now this is the soggy time of year, so we'll be talking about uh, some of the sludge and then how to make your sludge not look so badly during the wintertime, especially if you're trying to sell your home. We're going to get curb appeal at all times of year, Absolutely. depending on when you're selling your home. So we're going to be getting to that here in a little bit. But uh, as most of our listeners know, we're going to spend most of this first segment talking about market updates, talking about where the rates have gone. And I know from last week's show, um, because we'd been talking about since the election, Rates have been kind of bouncing around quite a bit. And so we had said last week we were going to try and do a couple of little payment comparisons of what it had looked like right before we had the election with the interest rates that were there and what does buying power look like right now because mm-hmm. you had right. mentioned, you know, not only did we have the election, but then the Fed met and they decided to go ahead and raise interest rates for short term, which did end up having an impact on it, long-term interest rates. It, it did. They didn't do us any favors uh, last week when the Fed met because mm-hmm. uh, everyone was expecting that the Fed would increase uh, short-term rates a quarter of a percent. So mm-hmm. that was already built in, sort of right. cook, cooked into the rates. Right. And, uh, and, and, and that's exactly what well, that, they did. Well, maybe that was the problem. They had too many chefs in the kitchen. Well, <laughs> you, you never know. Yeah. <laughs> that makes things I, go I, really I bad. I wish I were Janet Yellen's chef. Then I would know what she's doing, you know. But yeah, you, have a, you have a focus on Janet Yellen, don't you? Yeah. I mean, I know why, but still. Well, 
you know, it's you're a little fixated. The, the the Fed. I've been sort of studying the Fed since I was in college, and and uh, you know when they. Well, make you a, have nothing to do in your life, do yeah, you? Yeah, call me yeah, sort of an <laughs> economics geek. Yeah, give me a break. <laughs> yeah, but um, no, the interesting part when the Fed makes a statement, uh, their statements are consistent every time they make one. You can actually lay the two side by side and see what sentence or end of a sentence they changed in their policy statement. It's that consistent in every word that the oh, Fed says is measured. Okay. And the Fed, when they when they meet, this is the Federal Open Market Committee. They meet every mm-hmm. six weeks, roughly. And mm-hmm. uh, and when they do, they'll they'll make an announcement on short term rates. But then they'll also uh, announce their bias, and it's it's mm-hmm. basically their propensity for future changes. You know, right. before the next meeting. And 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 this it's not is, like a bias cut on a dress. Yeah, that's well, uh, no, not quite as uh, as uh, sexy as that. No. no. So the problem was the bias this time, though. So the Fed made their announcement. Yep, we're mm-hmm. increasing rates a quarter of a percent. Their policy statement indicated that yeah, the economy is starting to pick up a little bit of steam. Mm-hmm. You know, wasn't wasn't dramatic or significant. But then they went on ahead and said, oh yeah, and we're going to also increase at least three more times next year. Well, Ouch. the market was not expecting that, and, and they all and heck broke loose. That's right. It kind of threw us into a into a panic mode, especially this time of year. Because mm-hmm. if you're a bond trader, you're working on Wall mm-hmm. Street, you're paid bonuses and things based on your trading performance, and you've mm-hmm. already hoped to have locked in your Christmas bonus. And now all of a sudden, okay, I am not feeling the pain for those guys. Oh, come on. Yeah, I mean, hey, I'm just really hey, not considering. Well, you know. Don't they, they don't have an easy job, but uh, yeah, I'm, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna defend them too terribly much. Um, yeah, but with that said, you know the the markets they get real conservative this time of year. Trading is a little bit thin, you know, mm-hmm. because there are people that are already on vacation and things like that. Oh yeah, yeah, and, we're and already so, running into that. So we're seeing wild swings uh, in in uh, the bond market, which affects mortgage rates. It's extremely volatile. So it's we're not even talking the fun swings. No, not, like unfortunately not. You know, it's it's uh, we're we're seeing lenders, uh, mortgage mortgage lenders are changing their rates. You know, once or twice a day, mm-hmm. which normally we we can go, you know, all day long typically with without any change in interest rates. You know, they're usually set in the morning and that's it for the day. But you know that you know what that reminds me of is when we started having the recession. Mm-hmm. Rates were bound. I mean, I remember being on the phone with you, mm-hmm. and not only were underwriting guidelines changing, but the rates were bouncing around as we were talking. As we were talking, right. you're like, mm-hmm. just it's like, it hang, was hang, just on, chaos. hang on, hang on, I got to get this lock in. Chaos. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and that's sort of what what's happening right now. If if you actually have a loan that you're you're starting or getting started on, or you're contemplating, mm-hmm. do I lock in my rate or not lock in my rate? Um, boy, don't delay. If you if you if you hear a rate and it sounds sounds good to you, lock it right then and, and there because mm-hmm. an hour later it, it literally could be different. Yeah, well, and you know we always tell our clients when you're going out and getting pre-approved, get that kind of a window of rate. You know, there's so Absolutely. many people who focus on like I want that rate, mm-hmm. and that's just silly for one because it may not be guaranteed that by the time you do find the house you're looking for that mm-hmm. it's still even available. But you got to find out what the the payment window is right. that you're comfortable with. Funny you should mention that too, because um, typically with most lenders, you cannot lock in your rate 
if you're buying a property until you're in contract on right. that property, if you're refinancing, you mm-hmm. can lock it in, you know, right up, right up front. But um, this time, uh, this time of a, of, a, of an interest rate cycle where things mm-hmm. are starting to get volatile, there's a lot of lenders out there that make their living processing refinances. There's going to be mm-hmm. far fewer refinances out there. Oh yeah, so they're getting desperate. We're going to start and seeing. Uh, Another adjustment. We will. We in will. In terms of employment, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see sector. fewer fewer lenders in in the sector. Which uh, and I, I can only hope we'll have fewer agents. Honestly, yeah, it'll it'll, it'll probably know. happen. But well, the, you know, because all those people who you know, I mean, I'll tell you. So I'm part of a coaching program with Tom Ferry, mm-hmm. and in in his perfect world, you know, right now we have about two and a half million real estate agents in the right. United States, right? And about one and a half million of them are realtors. In his yeah. perfect world, he'd like to see 300,000 of us who are like the best of the best, who provide the best services and actually know what we're doing. Because I mentioned on last week's show and several others that when the market is this hot and rates are low and easy to grab and all that kind of thing, people flock into this industry because they think it's just easy money and they don't realize, I mean, just think about what we've had on our show, all the liabilities, all the things that people have to learn right. about. So That's many, right. so many technical issues, so many legal issues. There's so many things. And you have 200 new pe- people a month jumping into this industry who have no clue about what they're doing. Oh, yeah. And so I'm kind of with him. I would like to see a raising of the bar. I would like to see us cleaning out the hamper, so to speak, you know, and just getting rid of the threadbare, getting rid of the... Absolutely, absolutely. Stripes in the shorts kind of action that we have going on sometimes. So, so here's here's one thing to keep an eye on, folks. Too (laughs) there's there's a phrase we want to have for our show. (laughs) Yeah, speaking of sort of you're draining the swamp or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah. uh, If you are talking with a with a mortgage lender and they are quoting you a rate and it sounds Mm -hmm. really really good, you should then be asking, "Can I lock this rate in?" Mm -hmm. If the lender starts to squirm a little bit Mm -hmm. and says, "Well," Sure. Once we have your appraisal in and final loan commitment in, yeah, uh, run, 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 mm-hmm. run, run, because they're quoting you a rate that they're not willing or prepared to deliver mm-hmm. until they have the loan fully processed. Which means you're floating. You're taking yeah. your chances with the risk of the market. Yeah, and absolutely, and that's just really, really dangerous to do right now mm-hmm. when we see rates jumping around like crazy. Oh yeah, so, yeah. Uh, These, speaking, I, of, I, I would say the rates. Are kind of like a two or three year old. Yeah, there's a lot of hopping going on. That's right. That's right. We <laughs> a lot got of a, energy. We got a, we got a lot, lot of stuff. <laughs> Hard going to keep on up there. with. And, and to give you an idea, today uh, the standard national average conventional thirty year mm-hmm. fixed rate conforming mortgage is sitting right around four point three seven five percent. That's four and three eighths. Yeah. Fifteen year fixed rate is around three point five. FHA. 30-year fixed rates are hovering around 4% to 4 and a quarter. Wow, solidly and, uh, above 4, okay. Yeah, and jumbo loans are pushing about 4.5 almost at this Ooh. point. So they're up, they're up a bit. You know, okay. And, and you will find okay. exceptions, you know, here and there. And these are assuming sort of zero points. You, mm-hmm. know, you can always get lower rates by paying fees. Whether or not that makes sense is a mm-hmm. kind of a personal conversation, you know, because it's different right. for every person's situation. Yeah. But let's talk about buying power. Yeah. So let's say that uh, a month ago, well, let's say two months ago, mm-hmm. 30-year fixed rate was hovering around 3.5%. Yes, it was. And if you had a $2,000 mortgage payment, not counting mm-hmm. taxes and insurance, that gives you buying power, a loan amount, of about $445,000. Mm-hmm. Rate goes up a percent. So from, from 3.5% to 4.5%, your buying power drops 
How much? What do you think? Uh, 50000 You're spot on. Yeah, buying power goes down $50,000 to about 395000 Folks, I did that without looking, by the way. For the same... I know that. You're cheating. I'm gonna <laughs> I know. I know. I said I was not looking. Here. I did well, I, I did the look. same thing. <laughs> so, yeah. And now if that went up another percent from 4.5% to 5.5%, you're going to go down another $45,000 from 395000 mm-hmm. to about three fifty. Yeah. And if That's significant, and, yeah. you know. So if there's anyone out there right now that is shopping and you haven't gone back and checked your pre-approval letter, That's you better right. go do it. Check that and 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 really, um, you know, we're we're thinking that this is going to be the new norm for rates. Mm-hmm. We don't see them dropping yeah. at this point. We've got several clients and some of them mutual that we're telling them to go back, talk to the lender. Mm-hmm. Make sure that they're still qualified for what they think they are. That's right. But, you know, we, we can talk about that all day. But we've got Michael Miro coming back after the next segment or in the next segment. And if you have any questions about landscape design, call us 866-712-1300 on Open House with Team Reba. If you'd like to call into the show, now's your chance. It's 866-712-1300. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. This is Eric Ostens. I'm from Home Street Bank. And I'm Reba Haas from Team Reba. Yeah, and today we have Michael Murrow with us yes, today. We do. Michael, our, our resident uh, landscape designer and, and plant expert. Welcome, Hello. Michael. Hello. Thanks for having me back. Yes, thanks for coming back. Yeah, thank you. We didn't and scare so- you off after the first time. And, and I didn't scare you off. And, and, and Michael's sitting here. He's wearing, he's got a straw hat on. He's got big boots. You know, it looks like. Oh, this yeah. isn't gardening with Cisco. What? Right. Are you on the wrong show? What, what's wrong with you? We got a whole other kind of class it's act going on over a, here. A visual picture of our, of our garden. Yeah, I, I know, but you're making him sound like else. Cisco. Yeah. Hey, hey, Michael, do you know why, um, do you know why farmers have green thumbs? Oh, oh, I don't no. even want to guess. I don't. Well, I'll tell you. No, I'm just kidding. I'm actually resting my thumbs in my armpits there it's just for our radio listeners. That's an old Well, joke. I know what to get you for Christmas now. <laughs> Soap. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so, Michael. I learned something new. There you go. So here we are. It's, it's, uh, it's you know, December, almost Christmas, counting down I here, know. a week away. It's this weekend. And it's, it's coming up. Weekend. I know. Oh, my gosh. And, Unbelievable. Uh, I know. You know, so the, the leaves are all off the trees. It was blowing mm-hmm. like, like the devil this morning. You know, we've oh, got I know. storms and rain and My dog and was going crazy chasing the leaves else. on the ground. So what do we plant? What do we do right now? What, what should or we do, we do we, this time Do we year? even touch our soil because it's right. so soggy right now? There are some things that you can plant. Um, and for instance, Lenten rose, also known as hellebore, is mm-hmm. blooming right now. It's not it, helleboring. It's but, actually quite fabulous. Well, especially because <laughs> there's so many different varieties, with yeah. different colors of foliage and flowers. They're actually in the nurseries. Right now, oh, well, yeah. are they? Yes, they actually. Ha- and are they blooming, or they're just showing them as they're they're kind blooming? Of- oh, you really? Can, very few things available now. You can buy them and plant them. Okay, I mean, so, not on a day if it's frozen solid. Oh, sure, so, yeah. Okay, so yeah. I have to say, so a hellebore. Am I am I saying that correctly? 
Yes. Hellebore or Hellebore? It's Hellebore. Or Hellebore. And scientific name, botanical name, Helleborus. Oh, Helleborus. Mm, just in case you wanted to Got know. it. Okay. Yeah. Well, in the case of the Helleborus, <laughs> we don't want to Hellebore anyone else. No. But um, I had never heard of them until I moved to the Northwest. Are they a real specific plant to the Northwest? They love our climate. And there are. Are they from here, though? Like rhododendron? You know, I don't know. I'm going to have to research that and get back to you. Okay. It stumped the landscaper. Okay. I I believe their origin is Asia. (laughs) Okay. Okay. They just happen to love our climate. And they love our climate. And why is that? Because they they bloom in the dark? Well, they they like temperate. um, Okay. Well, that would be us. And they love a woodland kind of setting. That would be us. Rich soil. That would be us. Pretty tough as nails. Um, Also like us. Exactly. (laughs) Okay. Doesn't get too cold. I'm liking this plant more and more. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. What about that's um, definitely a perfect Seattle. It is like the perfect Seattle plant. It is. I know. And there's so many different kinds. (laughs) Yep. And they're beautiful. So let's spell Hellebora just so people know. H e l l e o is it? B-R-E. Is it hello I'm trying to vis- or uh, visualize I think it's H-E-L-L-E-B-O-R-E. I don't know. It's one of my favorite plants. It's a, right. Uh, you've got it right. Okay. Yeah, if you just go into the nursery and say, I want a hellebore, they'll, yeah. they'll, they'll, they should, they'll switch Yeah, the nursery out. will know, but if you didn't know yeah. about them beforehand. Right. Well, yeah. yeah. It so was what, my birthday yesterday, so I can be a little... You weren't hella boring on your birthday? No. Is that what you're saying? No, you had no, a good time? No. no. Yes. <laughs> what, so what plant would you say you feel like today? <laughs> I feel like a fern. Okay. Today. <laughs> okay, <good. laughs> okay. That explains why you're wearing green. Got it. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> good, right. good, good. So uh, go ahead. Okay. So uh, so I don't ask to... me to spell anything. Else. All right. <laughs> we'll, we'll, try and, we'll try and be good about that. I have those, these bushy plants at my house. So they're green. So mm-hmm. do you know what those are? No, I'm just kidding. They right. This Thank time you. of year, they have <laughs> tiny, tiny little uh, flowers, and they bloom, and it smells fantastic. A uh, cataniaster? Is that it? It might be Osmeria burkwoodii. That's Ooh, say you. that again. Osmeria book burkwoodii. Burkwoodii. Osmeria burkwoodii. Okay. Because um, those aren't blooming right now. Well, it's like I guess it's almost like January. February, it's, it's is it, in the oh, winter. Oh, so uh, probably Sweetbox, Sarcococa. Sarcococa, Sarcococa, that's it. Humulus. Yeah. There we go, oh, Sarcococa. Wow. Okay, that, for our listeners, yeah. are they? It's a great plant <laughs> for it to have anywhere near an entrance. Oh, yes, that's it. Because they do, the smell just kind of wafts you, in the air. You walk in, and it can be dark, and it's winter, and they just smell fantastic. And they're about... And they're blooming now? Late January, mm-hmm. yeah. February, they're February, early. Yeah. See, that's one of the other things I love about our area is that because we're temperate, you can still have – I mean, if I'm back in the Midwest right now, there is nothing going on is in terms of plants. just snow covered with well, snow? Well, it's just cold and everything gets frosted and kills things off and you know that kind of thing. So there's, there's not a lot going on until the spring. Now, the spring can be fantastic, but it's just really stark sure, during the winter. That, that whole corn but, thing going where you're from. <laughs> and wheat pretty cool. and other things, yeah, sorghum and you name it. But um, 
but here, like, you know, what you're describing, and I need to look that plan up because I'm sure I probably could recognize it visually, but I don't know the names you're calling out. Mm. Um, it's a be- it's beautiful. But it's like crocus, in, in February, we start getting crocus. Well, you get snowdrops. Yeah. Those are also January. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's, that's your first bulb. Yeah. And then you go to crocus and... Then you go into your daffodils and narcissus, and then tulips. Narcissists. Narcissus. That's like the really rude flower. Say that three times real Just fast. <laughs> They're very self-absorbed. Very self-absorbed. So, okay, it's all about so them. If, so if I'm, if I'm planning my whole sort of bulb bulb schedule. You're uh, a little late. I'm a little late, right? Get mm-hmm. on it. Is there anything I can do at this time? You can actually still plant bulbs. Yeah. Oh. Actually, yes, you can. They're still available. It's late, but if you get them right in before January, you you should still, still got be a, fine. Got a chance. So if you feel yeah. like digging bef- in the next week, exactly, get on it. Yeah, okay. like I have a bunch of crocuses in my car. Yeah, for instance, that were for a client and they got delayed and shipped all over the country. And we're gonna get them in, and they're gonna be beautiful. Nice. Are they gonna be sad little crocus though? Oh no! They won't croak. I, I, I no. I think they're going to be very happy. Okay. And they're all white. Which okay. Is a nice color for this time yeah. of year and spring. Looks great with foliage, bright, cheerful. Oh sure, yeah. Oh yeah, that absolutely. Kind of pops in the in you the flower You can put bed. it with your sarcococca. I could. Oh, cool. So. What is the sarco? Is there like a a street name? It's a it's green bushy that? thing. Sweet yeah. box. Sweet. <laughs> That means nothing. Is that well, is that also like a is, – is it a ground cover? It's, it's I gotta look a up sweet low box. shrub. So a it's probably shrub. 18 inches tall. Yeah. It it it's, uh, doesn't grow fast, but if it's Wow, happy, when you look up sweet box, it brings up all kinds of – Yeah, you probably don't want to do that on the, on the company yeah. laptop there, yeah. Okay, um, it's my company. So it's my it's laptop. Sar- no, and they've, they've got like small leaves. I don't sar- know the size of a shiny, quarter, very, real shiny. Yeah, it's a dark great green. plant. They they yeah. don't like sun though. Mm. They mm. they like. Oh, again, now I see it. Land. Okay, so S A R C O C O C C A. Right. It's one of my Rus- favorite plant names. Rusifolia. Sarcococca hookerana. There's and I, I found sarcococca rusifolia. Well, oh, if you just put that nice sarcococca, you know, sarcococca. <laughs> it's very melodious. It is. <laughs> Sounds like an Italian and pasta rusifolia dish. Rusifolia. There's a whole bunch of different. There you go. Yeah. Rusifolia yeah. is one in the family that gets okay. bigger than I don't know which okay. one you. Have. Yeah, it's pretty. They're pretty so tall. You've got they're probably rusifolia. three feet. About three feet okay. tall. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I'll tell you, uh, but the the flowers are just. Tiny on them. Small so you walk by smell. and it's like, where is that smell coming from? Wafting. <laughs> yeah. It's a good smell. <laughs> I know. You're just giving me so many openings today. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay. okay. Uh, <laughs> this it's is why soft. I have a hard time holding back. You just open these deliveries for me. But anyway. Honeysuckle. Okay. Smells like honeysuckle. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 there yeah. you go. Yeah, it's yeah. really nice. Sweet. Okay, yeah. so go. we're, we're going off on all kinds of little tangents yeah. here because you just jumped right on into it. But Okay, so, so we've already talked a little bit about bulbs and a little bit of timing, but one of the reasons we wanted to have Michael on at this time of year is because, first of all, I know you're not always a fan of the Northwest Flower and Garden Show, but... Oh, I, I never said but, that. Okay, um, sure, but... <laughs> Just for the record. Okay, okay. I 
All right. I know it's not the end all be all though. And, but the whole point was, you know, that comes up in like February, right? Cause mm-hmm. I got my right. press pass for that. It comes and then, really fast. yes. So I've got my press pass. We're probably going to do some Facebook live, um, you know, remote stuff. I don't know. Maybe you should go with me and we could do a little remote I thing together. So. That would be that fun. Would be good. Yeah, let's do that. Last year we did after. Yeah, we did it afterwards. So we, we can go with my press pass and stuff and do that. But the, the whole point of the show being at that time of year is that this is, as, as a person who's an avid gardener myself, this is the perfect time of year to be planning. Planning. It's time to, like, when it's dreary and dark and you can bring all your books out, you can start doing your planning. Right. Right? And one of the things that um, I think we're probably going to have to do this into the next segment, but for me, it was important that, you know, as we keep seeing our real estate industry continuing to be so hot, contractors of all types are booked to the gills. They are. And so if you're even remotely thinking of trying to do something this next year, whether it's prepping your home for sale and you want to build out some curb appeal, or you've just bought a home and you want to start preparing it so that you can really enjoy the outdoor living space, you know, this summer, this is really the time to start beginning your planning, looking at your books, and maybe reaching out to someone like you, Michael. Absolutely. To start getting on someone's calendar. Because if right? you wait till the first couple of nice days in spring and then pick up the phone, <laughs> too late. you're not going to have yeah. a garden till fall. Yeah, yeah, I have a couple clients. We've finished design. They want to be first on the list for spring, and yeah. they will be because they've planned ahead. Exactly, exactly. So I think it's always very, very important that people make sure that they plan well enough in advance so that they can get the maximum benefit out of what they're trying to accomplish. And that's exactly why Enjoy you're here today. It this summer. Yeah, because if you're going to spend all that kind of money on it, you might as well at least get some immediate use out of it. Yeah. Although, you know, granted, if you plan it right, you can use it all year round. And it's a long-term investment. Yeah, it's a long-term sure, thing. Sure, but yeah, get it in and enjoy it, you know, during the during the growing season. Yeah. When we come back, more with Michael Murrow, but call us if you've got questions mm-hmm. for Michael. You can reach us toll-free yes, at 866-712-1300. Stay tuned for more Open House at Team Reba. Got a question? Call it in, 866-712-1300. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. This is Reba Hass of Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side. And this is Eric Austins from Home Street Bank. Yes, and we're still here with... Michael Muro of Michael Muro Garden Design. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Yes, I'm still here. Yes. I'm ready for those questions. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bring them on, people, if you got them, uh, even, especially if you don't know how to pronounce a particular plant, feel free. But um, really the question should be, how does somebody engage a landscape professional and what should they be preparing as they reach out to someone like yourself for help on their property? Well, in terms of contact, um, a lot of people now are going and looking at websites. And mine's very visual, so people can get a sense of how I put things together, even though every job's different. But a lot of times something just resonates with somebody. So that's one way. Another way is I get a lot of referrals, Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a lot of repeat clients, so that's 
just like in your business, mm-hmm. a big part of it. Um, and then if you are ready to start or if you're thinking about getting ready to actually start the process of design, typically the first thing you would do anytime that's convenient, and a lot of people don't want to do it right before Christmas, um, get in contact with a designer that you like or a couple if you want to talk to a different couple mm-hmm. people. And then um, get a consultation as soon as possible. Um, so they sh- they can be doing that during this time of year? Oh, yeah. Okay. Because I mean, then you're going to be able to walk the site and get a feel for what you need to plan. And it's a little quieter for us mm-hmm. right now. So call now. You don't have to wait two, three weeks to get an appointment because right. we're very busy too. Well, yeah. And so, you know, I get that because like people think my industry is really quiet right now and we're out of our minds with stuff, you know, because I mean, it's a positive obviously, but this has always been a busy time of year for me. I know other industries quiet down, but this really, like mm. if you're going to get the best bang for your buck, this is really when People you should busy be. busy this time of year. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Lots of buying and selling going on. Oh, right yeah. Now. Tons Any, of Anything that. that has to do with homes, especially in the kind of economy we're having, um, I'm always – I always have work in the winter. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I have a job going in right now. But uh, it is a – it's a good time to get started. Yeah. Well, you know, you made a, a great comment during the break about – If you're planning on trying to get installs coming in, because you're not going to be doing much install right now. You might be doing a lot of the planning. It all depends. A little bit. A little bit. It just depends. mostly planning. Depends on what you're trying to create, right? Mm -hmm. And to really be behind what it is that you're trying to create, you know, where are people going to get the money from? And your point was, you know, hey, if you're going to be getting a line of credit, that takes a while. By the way, people. Absolutely. Yeah, like yeah. Eric, how long does it typically take right now to get a refi done mm. to get a line of credit? Um, you know, roughly about forty-five days. You know, okay, figure see? thirty to forty-five days. Yeah. So, I mean, if someone were to start right now working on that process, they're not even going to see those funds till early February. So right. now would be a great time to engage someone like Michael. You, yeah, you can do your design work now mm-hmm. while you're waiting. That's right. Absolutely. So let me ask you this: So, does somebody have to do a deposit up front when they start setting that up, or Before how do they do that? Cons- Construction. Okay. Absolutely. But what about during design phase? Is there like a design fee, like an architect? There's a design fee, and uh, it's based on really the overall spectrum of the project because okay. we can pretty much tell what's involved mm-hmm. depending on the that scope of the That comes with experience, I'm sure. Yes. Mm-hmm. So there's always um, a, a deposit on that and then a balance when it's done. Okay. So does somebody pay you by the hour during the design phase or is it a percentage portion of a bid typically? You know, it tends to work. It, it's, it's not really a – I don't work in a fixed way. Okay. So it, you have the favorite answer I have, which it is it depends. It depends. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but what it and we're not talking on. those things that, you know, granny wears. Okay. Right. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> not that. Gotcha. <laughs> but, you know, are, is it a small project? Are we doing consulting? Or is this a bigger project where we don't know the scope of the work? So mm-hmm. there's always a reason why. 
it's not you know it's not a random. Well, let's okay. talk about that for yeah. a minute too, because how at what point should uh, someone bring in a a professional designer? I mean, how small can the job be? Oh, as small as you want. I mean, what what are some some examples like of some projects that you've taken on where the smallest ones? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's your littlest one and what's your biggest one? And by the way, I really enjoy some of those. Yeah. Because every inch matters. Right. And typically your budget goes farther too. But um, – So do you have the same feeling of the Seahawks of every blade of grass? Pretty much. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just Although a lot of people don't want grass now because they oh, don't want water. You know what? That's the truth. In fact, I that's need to get you over to my house. Topic. I really want to rip all the grass out of my yard. I cannot stand it. Yeah. I hate having to pay somebody to come and mow the lawn I hate. Right. <laughs> you know, I, I got news for you. What? Your dog would hate you. No, he wouldn't. No? No. Well, you use the neighbor's lawn. What? Ah, okay. No, I pick up after my dog. All right. I yeah. totally pick up after my dog. No, you can have a totally dog-friendly yard and I landscape suppose, yeah. that is not grass. I designed a, a garden where the primary focus was dogs. Fire hydrant? Mm-hmm. No, well, we used we have a really section for big that. boulders. Oh, there you go. fire nice. hydrants. Yeah. <laughs> but you asked about small jobs. Yeah. Yeah. I, town, you know, we have a lot of these... Little in city townhouses mm-hmm. where people have a little heck, even the houses have stats. tiny little lots now. Yeah, mm-hmm. now a right. lot of them do. Right. Mm-hmm. So, a lot people want to make that livable space an outdoor room that they can really enjoy that's lush and beautiful mm-hmm. because that's all they've got. Right, right. So, that's the most valuable so thing you can do to those townhomes, too, by the way. Adds a lot mm. of value, tons of value. There's no way. That you're not going to get your money back on that. Yeah, I would absolutely agree and with you. What else? What other investment can you make that gets better over time? Mm-hmm. It grows and it looks more lovely. And I always <laughs> tell literally people, does. buy. You know, plant. If you're buying a new house, put your garden in when you move in. Mm-hmm. Don't wait until you're getting ready to sell. Mm-hmm. Right, and you can enjoy it. Yep. The whole mm-hmm. time, yeah. While you're living there, right. And then it looks mature when you're selling, right. Or if and, you're going to stay there forever. And I know we're talking mostly about plantings, but but you're also incorporating hardscapes oh, and absolutely. things like that, mm-hmm. and gazebos, that sort of thing. So, well, that's when you really get into you know a con a comprehensive overall design, mm-hmm. where really, I mean, the plants are we love them and they're important, but they're kind of the icing on the cake sure in terms of if you're starting out from scratch because you want you're going to look at space planning and you're going to have a list of features so then it it's about organizing the spaces deciding what goes where do we want a fire pit is it fixed is it portable is mm-hmm. there a gazebo sure. some kind of a structure patio um, all those things, and then really the way I approach it, I mean, we can have favorites and things we like and want to use. There's room for that, but then the plants are assigned to the spaces based on the criteria of what we need. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if we need a shrub that screens something that's five feet tall, th- then I go f- pick the plant. 
based on its characteristics and what its job. I see. So you're going to walk. You're kind of visually walk through this this mm-hmm. space and say, "All right, I need I need privacy here. I want to mm-hmm. open up the view there. I want to be able to see through yes. to check out a feature." I can tell you, can you, screening right now is something we need huge. on one of my listings because mm-hmm. we have a neighbor yeah. with someone mentioned uh, during our chit chat time off air um, <laughs> containers. No, seriously, the living room looks straight on to this family who's building a huge house on the street next door. Mm -hmm. They have a big old shipping container that sits right in the front view of this newly remodeled home. And we're like, that looks terrible. It's got blue tarps all over it. Is it part of the house? It's the neighbor's house, and it's where they're storing all their junk while their house is being built. But my clients have, have to deal with trying to sell a house while people are looking at that. And it's actually come up a couple of times in showings that we've had where people are like, oh, I don't really like the street because of this stuff going on. Right. And I just actually uh, reached out to my clients this week and said, is there any way you can reach out to that neighbor? Because she came to one of our open houses and we're like, any way that you could find a way to screen that? Like, I don't know, pots with a bunch of bamboo that could be, you know, eight feet tall softening that look because where they're building their nice big house is totally screened off by a bunch of evergreens. But the big freaking yellow container is like big banana hanging out right in the middle of the front window. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so and the blue tarps are just the worst. <laughs> yeah, yeah they exactly. They stand out. They jump out at you. Oh, yeah. In your face. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, Eric, you're looking at me just laughing. But I, well, nobody wants to look out at a big banana. They don't. It's wrapped in blue plastic. <laughs> Sounds like, like the <laughs> colors of Sweden here you got next door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously. I know we, we've talked about whether or not they should get blinds that are the top down so we can uh, pull it up and work. screen it that sure. way from inside the house. But, you can also but, but when you drive up, that's what you see, too. And that's right, that's sure. part of the curb appeal, detractor. which is this, the detractor. Yes. Yeah. I need a tractor to haul the dang thing out. (laughs) Well, and you can invest in a few or a couple large mature trees. Mm -hmm. You can get those at big trees out. Well, we don't have enough room for that. The thing about bamboo is it can be narrow because this is a one-lane road. So we have to deal with a bunch of different factors. And I will tell you, I don't always recommend bamboo because it grows so fast. But in pots... I had a, a three-story view house in Finney Ridge for many years, and one of my neighbors, the rudest thing they ever did was plant bamboo right in front of my view, which I thought – and they were like – they got mad because my landscaper accidentally started to cut some of it, and I just had him cutting my shrubs, um, which were necessary to keep you know the, the hillside secure. And I caught him and was like, hey, hey, hey don't do that. And then they, they read me the riot act, and, I was, and they were like, that's so rude. I'm like, you know what was rude? Putting 40-foot bamboo in front of my view. That was rude. (laughs) And there's different kinds of bamboo, too. Some you have to watch out for. Yeah. I don't recommend people plant them in the ground anymore Mm -hmm. because they're so aggressive. Well, unless they're clumping. If they're clumping, clumping, fine. Like you have some. They're fine. Eric has some. And there's some that are more clumping, but yeah. some that just go yeah. bananas. I don't want to talk about my clumping bamboo, but we're going to talk more with Michael Murrow when we come back. Stay tuned. More <laughs> Open House with Team Reba. Open House has open phone lines. Give us a call at 
Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Home Street Bank. And I'm Reba Hassett, Team Reba. And this is a live call-in show. If you have questions for our guests, give us a ring toll-free at 866-712-1300. Yes. And with us, we have Michael Murrow from Michael Murrow Garden Design. Before we get any farther, Michael, how can people reach you if they've got a question? My website is michaelmurrow.com. That's my name. Last Spell your last name. M-U-R-O. And we've been uh, pinging them on Twitter as well as Twitter, LinkedIn. And you're Twitter's on Facebook. Michael S. Miro. Mm-hmm. Okay. And yeah. Facebook is Michael Miro Garden Design. Got it. Okay, Michael. Phone number. Yeah, sure. Call at 206-240-0410. 240-0410. Got it. And gift certificates are great Christmas presents. Oh, there you go. By oh. the way. Do you offer those? That's a great idea. Oh, yes. Do you do them in certain dollar increments or just for whatever? Whatever dollar increment you want. Okay. <laughs> hey, husband James Rupp, are you listening? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just in case. Just in case. I know you ask me all the time. <laughs> Just letting you know. <laughs> little, uh, little hint there. Kind of a big hint. Not even a little one. That's a huge hint. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's a huge hint. He it's knows awesome that the, our yard, you know, our promo for this show is all about me. Like, I'm dreaming. I'm like, right. for eight years, my yard has looked like crap. Yeah. Because once I moved into that house in Renton, I just got, you know, life super busy, you know, because I was traveling back and forth to my family for several years. And then the last couple of years, business has just been booming so much that... You know, I've gotten back to hiring people to take care of the lawn and stuff like that, but the rest of it has just fallen by the wayside, and it's it drives me nuts because I love an outdoor space, and I love to garden, and I've had absolutely no time to do sure. it. And so every once in a while, in fact, I tell Jen, like, I hate walking in my front entryway because there's a, a tree, a blue spruce that died, and so there's just like this mound where the dead tree trunk is still oh, sitting it's, it's, and I, I, I can't stand looking at it i, I can't stand looking it, at it every it's day it's so nice to to have you know have that that space and and the kind of that little sanctuary and i know mm-hmm. my house we have a, a koi pond and mm-hmm. uh so I, I, over the years i've kind of used it not used it but recently stocked it and it's got a little waterfall that's hooked into it so not maybe a couple weeks after i got this thing kind of back going here um you know i don't know last year uh uh Owl moved in, mm-hmm. and really? he thinks that that because he said lunch. He thinks this is like the <laughs> drive-through at Jack in the Box. I mean, uh-huh. it's it's, uh, but it's just the coolest thing. And I'm talking to my kids. I'm like, man, how am I going to get rid of that owl? And they're like, get rid of the owl? No, just get more fish. You know, because that owl, um, he just thinks this is the best thing ever. But but you, is he a protected you, you owl? Build a little. Uh, not going to say on that. Um, but I didn't see any spots on him, so I think we're good. So okay. no, he's just an old barred owl, but, um, but, but you create a sanctuary. Maybe that brings in wildlife. If that's something that you mm-hmm. want, you can pick plants that will oh, attract. Oh, absolutely. And do you have other kinds of birds coming? Oh yeah. Lots, lots of, you know, chickadees and all kinds of, you know, crazy things that come in. Because believe it or not, in the winter around this area, when it freezes, birds run out of water sources to drink. Oh, so oh, that's right. You know, moving, we were saying moving in, water. Okay. Whether it's a little fountain or your pond mm-hmm. attracts birds. 
Because when it gets cold and frozen and snowy, the birds start running out of uh, food. Their mm-hmm. resources. Sure. Yeah. And that's where I you... Had, I always think about their food. I don't think about their water, but that's... They need water, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like as soon as you said it, I was like, oh, duh. But I just don't think... Because it gets so soggy here that you think, oh, surely there's plenty of resources right. for them. But they actually... And usually there is. But I will tell you, to your point, when it was really cold the other day and everything was frozen up, because normally when I take my dog for walks, there's lots of places where water pools up and he goes and gets a drink as we're walking around for three miles. And uh, that would probably normally be where the birds go, and it was all frozen over. Exactly. And so they had days that they didn't have any water, probably. Oh, my gosh. Okay. And right. and sometimes even food. Um, because birds become a much uh, larger part of the landscape in the winter because, you know, a lot of the lush foliage kind of takes center stage the rest of the year. Right. And then you've got bare branches, and it's more sculptural, and especially if it snows, mm-hmm. uh, the birds really become a feature of the garden. Right. Which kind of leads into they love berries. So, yes, oh, sure. you can yeah. plant. There's plants that have berries in the winter. So that's kind of it. They look great. For the holidays, but they're also food for the birds. Got it. Sure, sure. What are some other plants that are that are good for that? Even or even if it's just not the winter, but any time of year. Well, you know, you can kind of if you look at ground cover, for instance, there is Galtheria percumbens, common name winter green, mm-hmm. and it's actually in the Salal family, mm-hmm. but you know, don't associate it with Salal. It likes a woodland setting covered with big red berries right now. And this is also something that's available in nurseries that you can purchase right oh, now it. and plant it. Great for pots, too. Perfect. What about um, hummingbirds in the summer? Oh, hummingbirds, their favorite food is salvia. Okay. And, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, that if you want hummingbirds, plant salvia. Okay. And there's a lot of different kinds, but there's one I love called black and blue salvia, and it's one of the last things to bloom in the garden, so it's one of their last food sources. And that'll keep them around. Okay. Excellent. Yeah, I have neighbors who have, like, the feeders, but I much prefer to give them natural food, really. Oh, I do, too. And sometimes, you know, if you put out bird seed and whatnot, Mm -hmm. it attracts things that you might not really want. Like squirrels and rats. ones with the hairless tails. Yeah. Squirrels and rats. So you saw what the display was that my husband put in our yard for the Thanksgiving with the skeletons. Yeah. So he had corn cobs out there, and he attracted all these other critters who cleaned them just oh, totally yeah. clean the clocks. For Halloween, hilarious. it's perfect, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what about um, Oregon, uh, grape? Is it Oregon grape? Because we have some of that in my backyard, and my husband wants to wipe it all out. And I'm like, no, the birds mm-hmm. feed on that. Like, don't – let's not get rid of all yeah. of that. You know, in, in the right location, it's great. And the other thing is the birds in this region are – the natives are what mm-hmm. they're used to. Right. So exactly. if you have Northwest natives like Salau, Salau. like Oregon grape, that's going to be a food source for them that the birds in this region would have. What about Kinnikinnik? Kinnikinnik? 
Kinnikinnick. Archistaphilus over Ursi. See, we're speaking it's, in pig Latin. It's, it's, I know. It totally sounds like another language, it's, doesn't it? It's, it's one of my favorite languages. I thought that was a town. No, that's Walla Walla. Or it might be <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> Maybe I'm thinking of the Kalakala. I don't know. No, <laughs> that was a fairy. You're thinking of <laughs> tulips. <laughs> Too many things. Okay. Yeah, I guess that's it. Uh, Okay. Went up to Alaska and they use it for fishing now. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought they blew it up. Okay. I don't know what anyway, they did. I thought they sunk it. Something. But anyway, I thought the Kalakala yeah, it's is gone. Yeah. But anyway, Not okay. We only have a couple with minutes left. Kalancho, which is a plant. There you go. Okay. okay. So Sorry. all right. So we've been talking about a bunch of different plants. Did we get to your list of the things that you were recommending for this time of year? Besides. The things that no, we've there's, heard. No, there's more things. Okay. Well, we only have maybe about a minute. Okay. How much? Fire how away. quickly can okay. you get that pyrocantha, scarlet th- firethorn, covered with red berries, and it's a big food surf- source for plants. I actually is that that really nasty plant that has big thorns on it. Some varieties have thorns, so it depends on where you put it. It's okay. great for an espalier in the back. Okay. But I one time had watched a flock of robins land on a huge pyrocantha bush, and they flew away, and all the berries were gone. Oh, wow. That's they cool. really did it was, it down. It was cold, and it was snowing. That was their version themselves. of McDonald's. That's really cool. Exactly. Okay, got it. They did the drive through There you go. They, it was amazing <laughs> to fly by. Or their, their version of Dick's Drive-In. Yeah. They came in, landed, fed, left. Nice. Got it. Okay. Well, Michael Murrell, we want to thank you for being on today with us again. I'm sure if we ask you back, will you come with us? I will because Excellent. we barely scratched the surface. We learned today. so much today. So join us next uh, next Tuesday, three o'clock. Open more with Open House Team. We will always have great guests on. Yes. And uh, we'll have a great week, everyone. Thanks again for joining us. Today. And have a good Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank you for listening to Open House with Team Reba. To contact us, visit Team Reba at re slash Max Metro East Side on Facebook or email info at teamreba.com. Join us again next Tuesday at 3 for more Open House with Team Reba here on Business Radio 1300 KKOL. Program sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Home Street Bank Home Mortgage.